0: Welcome everyone, Merry Christmas, all right, hey, it is great to be here this evening, and we have enough folks that we started a live stream on the other side, if you'd like to watch over there, there is three couches if you want to fight for it, and also some extra space, so if you need that, feel free to use that. I'm gonna take us through a time where we look at the Christmas story from scripture and then we will conclude with a candlelight service singing Silent Night. Let me begin with prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for our church family that we can celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ right now. I pray that in the midst of the the wonderful music and the, the joyful spirit in the room, I pray that you would minister to us now as we read your story that you've recorded for us in scripture. In Jesus Christ's name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Some of you might recall this story. 13 years ago, a man, a man named Forrest Fenn released a 24 line poem that contained secret clues to find a treasure chest filled with gold coins hidden somewhere in the Rocky Mountains. This was a millionaire. He decided, hey, let me play a game. Well, tens of thousands of people participated in this, to try to find this. It was so treacherous, there were actually five people who died trying to find this, having to get rescued and all sorts of other scenarios happening. It took eight years until a medical student named Jack found the buried treasure. That happened five years ago. Maybe some of you recall hearing that in the news. Well, would you search for a treasure like that? To what, like, no? (laughs) I guess not. I think I would. At least if it was here in the Appalachians here, I would, uh, I would, I would re- that was my own son who said no, by the way, was, <laughs> thanks, Ro. I fed him the wrong line earlier. <laughs> to what lengths might you go to find that buried treasure? Well, did you know that the Christmas story involves an extraordinary search? But in this case, it's not a treasure chest full of gold, but it's a search for the baby known as Jesus. In many ways we could call this the greater the greatest treasure hunt in all of history. Let's read this Christmas story. You follow along. Luke 2 starting in verse 8. In the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them fear not for behold Glory to God in the highest and on peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, you can imagine this is just marvelous, and they look around saying to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. Well, what makes this the greatest treasure hunt in all of history? It's not necessarily the difficulty of the search, because it wouldn't be hard to go to Bethlehem, this little town, and say, hey, who just had a baby? Particularly, who's in the stable? All right, they find the baby, but this is the most valuable treasure hunt ever searched for. Remember the words of the angel who said, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior who is Christ the Lord. The baby was given the name Jesus because he is the savior of the world. He is the one who took upon himself the sin of the world. This treasure is not an object to hold, but it's a person to know. He is of such value that he is worth giving anything it takes to obtain. Matthew 13, 44 says it this way in this short parable. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and he buys that field. The man in the parable found what he was searching for. How about you this Christmas season? John 17, three, and this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. To have Jesus is to have eternal life. To know Jesus is to know and receive eternal life. And when I say know Jesus, I don't mean know about Jesus. You can look at a portrait of what somebody might think Jesus looked like. But do you know Jesus personally? Do you confess him as Lord? Do you trust him wholly with your life? That is to receive his gift of salvation. And it is a gift of all gifts this Christmas time. The gift of salvation is the greatest gift you can receive. Ephesians 2:8 says it this way, "For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing; it is the gift of God." So the one who offers the gift of salvation offers a treasure like no other. Not gold coins, but eternal salvation. A gift that is yours forever. A gift that cannot be stolen from a thief. You can't misplace this gift. It won't slowly deteriorate or rust. Remember what the angels told the shepherds in Luke 2. In verse 12 they said, "This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger." The shepherds, they found what they were searching for. Have you found what you are searching for in the deepest part of your heart, what it searches for? Ecclesiastes 3:11 describes that God has put eternity in our hearts. Have you found salvation? This year, our family used this little guy, the shepherd on the search. Anyone familiar with this? Not so much, okay. We'll pretend he's Elf on a Shelf, but he's a Christian. All right, (laughs) maybe, (laughs) no? (laughs) So this little stuffy is named Shepherd, and the idea is he's searching for the baby Jesus every night leading up to Christmas Day. And throughout the month of December, our kids have found him each day. He's doing different things. One day, he was fishing. Uh, One day, he was stuck upside down in a bowl of candy. All sorts of different things he's doing. Uh, Tomorrow, hopefully, he finds the manger scene that's over our fireplace. We'll find out. I guess the kids will tell us. Well, this little guy will find what he's gonna search for. How about you? Will you find what your heart searches for? We are all searching for something. For some of us, this Christmas season, we're searching for love for purpose, for peace. Some of us are searching for a relationship with our God, or hope in a very despairing world, or comfort in the midst of a lot of distress, perhaps even assurance of your eternity. I know that I was on a continual search until I found Jesus Christ and all that his his salvation offers. Now the doctrine of salvation is one of the most misunderstood in this whole world, And it has eternal consequences to misunderstand what salvation is. If there's one doctrine you wanna get correct, it's salvation. Most people assume they can do enough good deeds to earn salvation, and this is why they get it wrong. They think that if they're good enough, then they'll be rewarded salvation. They fall into this trap where they treat Jesus, the righteous judge, like Santa, the fat man in the red suit. Well, we don't come to God on Santa's terms, Uh, We come to God on his terms. And Jesus isn't looking at your behavior. He's looking at your heart. Is your heart washed clean by his blood? Jesus was born a baby, but then he also grew up to die on the cross for our sin to satisfy the holy and just requirements set forth by our heavenly Father. And on the third day, he resurrected out of the grave. John 6, 40 says, For this is the will of my Father, that everyone... No exceptions, friends, even if you're really far from God and you think, he's not for me. Everyone who looks on the son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. Have you searched and found Jesus? He is the gift that your heart longs for. And when we earnestly search for something, we give our whole heart into it. We might even take a risk to find it. We might even look foolish to others because of the extent we will go to find it. You know, Last night, around 8.30, our cat was at the door. I know I have a cat, don't judge me. But it's good. We live in a barn, he catches mice. It's uh, it's a dual relationship. It benefits both of us. So our cat was at the door. I went to get him out. I was like, hey, that's his telltale sound. I don't know, that's a sign that he wants to go outside. So I open the door, he doesn't go outside. Nudge him in the butt, he still doesn't go outside. What are you doing, cat? And I notice his tail is a little fluffed. I like, go, oh, hey, I bet we got that possum out there. Oh no, I bet we got that raccoon out there. I don't know, maybe it's the fox, because I've been wanting to catch that thing. And so you know what I do, I grab right next to me, I got this million candle power flash I had to keep at the door, and so I open the door, I shine it, and right in front of me, 10 feet, between here and the front row here, there was a full grown black bear. Yeah, I was like, bro, hey. He was sitting there and t- <laughs> he was sitting on his butt with his feet out eating strawberries that we tossed out to the chickens uh, earlier that day that they didn't eat. And I was like, ah. Oh. So then he just moseyed up he like, and then walked his way up our hill, just taking his time. So what do I do? Well, I grab the light and I go out looking for him. I'm like, hey, I was searching for this bear. Hey, where'd you go? Where do you live out there? And then I go inside and I make sure, just in case things get gnarly, I bust out my old Bowie knife that we made <laughs> In our group, right, Legacy Church, we have groups, we study the Bible and make knives in Matt's group. And uh, just going crazy, I'm like, maybe I will get this bear and I will have another kind of story for church tomorrow night. I didn't, Uh, but you never know. So we got two more weeks, get this bear. You know, when it comes to searching for things, particularly searching for Jesus, you might look a little reckless to others. Our, our friends might think we're foolish. Our family might threaten to disown us. Our spouse might try to dissuade us. Our parents might pressure us away from searching for Jesus. But remember God's words in Amos 5:4: Seek me and live. True life is found in God alone. The angels told the shepherds to search for Jesus the anointed one, the Messiah, who is the savior of the world. And likewise, we are given the same opportunity to search for Jesus and experience his salvation. However, unlike the shepherds, we don't have to search to and fro. We don't have to travel to Bethlehem because Jesus has already revealed himself as the king of kings and as the conqueror of death when he walked out of the tomb on the third day. An old theologian once said, no other God I have but thee, born in a manger, died on a tree. And then I add this phrase, rose again on day three. Tonight, will you find Jesus? Jeremiah 29, 13 says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Friends, I wanna encourage you this Christmas season to seek with diligence, to seek with all of your heart Jesus Christ. He is the treasure more valuable than a chest full of gold coins. Trenton, you and the team can come up here to lead us in this last song with Silent Night. And as they do so, I'm going to remind us that if, if you have found Jesus, then you are like the shepherds who found the greatest treasure in all of history. it Doesn't matter how much money is in your bank account, you will be the wealthiest person there is. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this Christmas story recorded for us and I thank you that we can remember this and celebrate it together. I pray, Lord, that you would help all of us to find you. You are not hiding, but our hearts, they are crafty. And the enemy, he's quite deceptive. And we have convinced ourselves many times we don't need you. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to see the invaluable treasure of who you are and the salvation that you offer. And I pray that it brings us new life. It reinvigorates our soul for those of us who are Christians. And for those of us who have yet to be born again, I pray that you use this story, the the gospel Christmas story, to capture our hearts, to fill it with the peace and the hope and the comfort and the direction and the salvation that we long for. We pray this in Jesus Christ's name, amen. Amen.